Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pitch and Tonic Podcast. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Sarah Jane Favrin, and we've got Kyle Morrow, as usual. Hello. And an extraordinary guest yet again, Peyton Redwood. Hello. <laughs> Yay! So Peyton was on last week. I'm sure everyone already listened and is really excited to hear her talk again about all of her favorite songs. Um, we're kind of—it's a kind if of. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Go back. Go back. Go back. Watch the previous <laughs> podcast. But it's kind of a continuation of Peyton's last podcast with us. We're going to talk about uh, Andre 3000 again. SZA, Miss Lauren Hill all of those things, but we're going to talk about specifically, or Peyton, I think, is going to tell us about her favorite songs by them. Hopefully, I get to hear her read some beautiful song lyrics again, because I was so therapeutic from last Yes, <laughs> yes I loved it so much. Um, yeah, so Peyton, let's, let's go. Just, I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, yeah, obviously a big Lauren Hill fan. I love Lauren Hill. First of all, um, just her as an MC is lit, but like the Miseducation album, the Unplugged album, incredible. One of my favorite songs, um, I was just thinking about this one the other day, um, I used to love him. I cannot explain how pleasing it is. The, the minute that song starts, um like the structure of everything is so beautiful she starts it off by saying um now I don't and so you're listening to it and you're like now I don't and you're like I don't want it now I don't I used to love him now I don't and I'm like <laughs> and it just goes on a loop now I don't I used to love him now I don't I'm like, Lauren, Lauren, just incredible. But um, she also has uh, another, I'm trying to think, if I could order my top three Lauren Hill songs, that's what I'll do. I'll give the top three for all three of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you have to, I mean, you guys have to go listen to them, though, because I, the, I, yeah. I, so I think, my f number one absolute favorite song that Lauren Hill does, um, and it was when she was uh, still with the Fugees, um, but Zealots, oh my gosh, this song is incredible. And it was actually the one that I had read before um, where she talks about uh, rap rejects my tape deck projects projectile whether Jew or gentile i rank top percentile uh, i just many styles more powerful than gamma rays my grammar plays like carlos santana plays black magic woman mm. i just yeah <clears throat> she just has like this like she's a wordsmith that's that's the only way like a wordsmith uh, through and through while you're fuming, I'm consuming mango juice under Polaris. You're just embarrassed because it's your last tango in Paris. <laughs> oh my Girl, bring the heat. Yes. Why are you? Uh... 
And then that's when she does the whole, even after all my logic and my theory, I add a motherfucker so you ignorant niggas hear me. And you're like, wow, okay. So basically you're telling us like, fuck you if you don't like me, but also I'm just consuming mango juice and just chilling. I'm not even, I don't even, who, who is you again? Like, <laughs> incredible. So definitely my number one favorite Lauren Hill verse of all time all time i think second favorite song by lauren helm hmm, let's see um it has to oh gosh it's always so freaking hard um i mean she has so many songs so it's like really so many so many I, the miseducation alone how do you come out of the cuts like your first solo album you've got Lost Ones, X Factor, to Zion, doo-wop that thing, when it hurts so bad, nothing even matters, with D'Angelo at that, like, can't take, how do you just come out with, like, every song you're not gonna skip, I promise you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Another, uh, let's see, I'll say my Second favorite would have to be X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. So X good. Factor for sure. It's so good. Oh, oh, it's so good. It could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. Loving you is like a battle, but we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be to gain some reciprocity. Who, who, Lauren, like, exactly the whole relatable thing of, like, I feel that. Like, who do I need to be to you? What do I got to do to be treated the way that I'm treating you? What, what, who I got to be? She just hit different, hit different. Um, Third, final one. This is so freaking hard because I can't decide between tell him between from the miseducation or um peace of mind from the untitled album or (laughs) i guess this is like five nothing even matters at all (laughs) i can't decide you're like it's top three now it's top top three now it's like seven top seven You can't just pick a top three for some of these, you know? It's It's so hard. Um, Because she's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Do you guys have a favorite Lauren Hill? Is it, is it, um, is it X Factor? I love, I was vibing with it today. I was like jamming out to it. I was like, holy, holy shit. Like the storytelling and the fact that she's like, I'm a scarred person. Why just like, just just love me just come on yeah just love me and i'm like i just need to who's love. not loving her <laughs> yeah. there there's so much like so few albums where i'm like oh yeah i'm just gonna listen to it the whole way through and be like happy that i listen to every single second of it at exactly. the end right and for me it's tell him yeah i was oh, listening yeah. to that oh. and i repeated it and i was like Ooh. Oh, Lord, tell him is so good. Uh, Esperanza Spalding um, did a cover that was just bass and voice. And I've, like, literally, like, Lord, oh, man, just, like, 
what a gift what a gift that song is to this world tell him oh lauren lauren's amazing so then we move into SZA, who is just like similar energy for me but like you know she's like now you know what i mean like she like lauren has like a vibe um and you can kind of tell like you know like i feel like lauren's vibe for me is like that old school vibe not like super old school but it's it's old school and this is like i'm gonna talk about everything that's happening right now and like all the stuff that's relatable right now which yes Top three favorite SZA songs. I'm going to tell you now, Hit Different is number one. And I think it came out this summer. And it's probably my most played song of all time in my phone. <laughs> it's probably like, I, I, you know, when you get the Spotify rap at the end of the year, yeah. it's going to be number one on the list. Yeah, I think my parents are tired of hearing this song. I just be in my room, Hit Different, Hit Different. <laughs> And that's the whole course. How genius. Like, I say this all the time, like, damn, you know, uh, crying before you go to sleep, hit different. You know what I mean? Like, when you cry, that sleep that you have, post-tears, hit different. I say that shit all the time. I always say hit different. And then to hear the chorus, that is the only thing. Hit different. Hit different. Hit different. But then... You know, you hear about, you know, hit different when I, uh, wait, hit different when I'm sitting here all alone, all by myself, hit different when I think you might be with somebody else. Y'all ever be sitting at home and like, you got a crush and you know they somewhere else and you're like, (sighs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah. love SZA. that's number one for me. Oh. But also, like, the genius behind her melodies and the wording of everything. Like, she, I mean, talks. A, like, there's a lot of words that are happening at all times in a SZA song. Like, if you tell me there's a SZA song where she's just, like, floating over it, you know, maybe, like, it's only, like, ten words, I know you're lying. Because <laughs> SZA's, like she's she's talking for a long time which i love because the it's so hard to have so many words and be able to have a dope ass melody <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. you, you're like you know how do i you know and it's exactly like that for songs like so many words but the melody makes it like it doesn't feel like it's very many words honestly i want more words from her i need her to tell me more but there's one line in hit different that i just the melody combination with the lyrics sends me she's like um you're a wild one and i'm waiting in you like it's cool water like it's cool when you pull a boot up with a new and it's not me and you're like (laughs) What did she just say? You're a wild one, and I'm waiting in you like it's cool water, like it's cool when you pull up boot up with a new, and it's not me. I feel like I had my soul snatched out of my fucking chest. Like, I just, wow. 
yeah. So number one is hit different. Um, I will do a whole, I, I could talk about that song for years and never grow tired. Second favorite song by SZA, uh, Normal Girl. <laughs> I, I'm sure you can tell uh, I'm a sad girl SZA fan. Like, <laughs> I'm, definitely, I'm definitely the, like, because there's, like, you know, there's, like, versions of SZA where it's, like, you know, oh, third favorite Doves in the Wind, where she's, like, you know, like, I'm a boss-ass bitch. And then there's, like, I just want to be a normal girl, you know? Like, I'm just kind of sad. That's, that's the SZA that I am. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> relatable. Relatable. relatable yeah yeah like i i i can vibe with being a bad bitch like i will mm-hmm. i will dance make it you know i love it but it hit different when i cry before i go to sleep you know i sleep better <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> actually cry before I go to sleep or anything to SZA at three in the morning um um, yeah so we like that also good days I don't know if you guys know good days it's it's her newest one have you heard it yet Mm -hmm. I have not might have listened to it yesterday I was listening to a lot of songs yesterday so it's kind of hard they all they all start to become it's it's pretty new too like I it just it I mean it's very new um but uh oh gosh I just the lyrics for this are what I've been meditating to I swear it's so good good days in my mind safe to take a step out get some air now and cut your edge out too soon I spoke you be heavy on my mind can you get the heck out I need rest now you got me bummed out I'm like gosh yeah because I mean the uh, something that I like about being able to is like interpreting things for yourself like I don't think that that line necessarily is talking about like a person which it may have been for SZA but for me I'm like damn like I live in my head I am up here a lot and overthinking everything and there's days where I wake up and I'm like it's a good day I can be vulnerable I'm safe and then I'm like Mm-mm. No, no, no. 3 a.m. again, crying to SZA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or like in that song, she says, um, um, I'm not trying to be a nuisance. This is urgent. Um, trying to make sense of loose change got me at war in my mind. And I'm like, trying to make sense of loose change so are you telling me you just use sense as like i'm trying to make sense and then also sense of like double double is there a word for that i feel like there's a word for that when something means two different things i never yeah is that double entendre am i making shit up it's probably no i probably i don't know i (laughs) got music degrees i don't know (laughs) yeah i i I can only count to 12 i only know so much (laughs) I, I only know so much. This song is called um, Good Days, but she's literally talking about being on her empty mind shit. Same. Empty mind. No brain. I don't know. I don't know. So that's also why I can relate. 
There's not a lot in here going around. Um, just kidding. <laughs> just songs um, on repeat. <laughs> yeah, just songs on repeat usually, or like certain lines. You know, <laughs> you just sit there and let it let it sit. Um, or like scenarios. Uh, never mind. Overthinking. Um, I think. Let's see. Yeah, Sis is great. We move on to Andre. Do you guys have a favorite Sis song? I'm going to keep asking you what your favorite one at the end of it is. I think... I don't have a favorite song. Uh, so the song. Yeah. yeah. I think the one that I'm most familiar with is probably like what every other white person's familiar with is All the Stars because it was in the Black Panther movie. Yeah. Not that it's not a good song, but that's just like, it, I, yeah. need to, I need to like do a more deep dive because I end up sticking in my you know what I mean like you get stuck in your music bubble and I'm trying to expand my music bubble Mm -hmm. a little bit more so I feel that I'm calling myself out I'm not a good listener Mm -hmm. to other artists outside of my bubble it's hard top 10 yeah my top 10 songs all sound very similar to each other yeah I've been literally asking people, I'm like, can you just send me a playlist anything, of your favorite songs? Don't mm-hmm. don't put anything you think I'll like because I I just need to get out of my butt. I when I tell you I've listened to hit different <laughs> on repeat, I mean like literally I have listened to that song like 600 times and I could probably use, you know, listening to someone else <laughs> not because this is bad because y'all know i love SZA, but because you know sometimes we need to listen to other things <laughs> i feel that yeah. that's how i am with Phoebe yeah. bridgers i know the end i'm like this is a sad song i am sad i will be sad forever <laughs> repeat repeat yeah <laughs> come to find out i'm a channel on the string yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good. Sh- oh, yeah. Okay. Favorite Andre 3000. Let's see. Because obviously, I think, um, first of all, let me make this very, very clear. Outcast is my favorite duo, number one duo of all time. Uh, Eric B. Markim are up there. Uh, I think of who else would be up there. There's a lot. There's a lot of like duos, but Outcast is definitely underrated and number one for me. Andre 3000, I think, is again Lauren Hill with the lyricism, wordsmith, just like, oh, just throws the sauce on it, you know? Um, uh, my favorite. Um, outcasts or Andre 3000. I'll say, I'm not going to say out. Well, I love outcasts because also big boys and Aquarius and that's beautiful. Um, I'm going to say my favorite outcast songs that I think Andre 3000 just like is incredible. First. Okay. Actually number one favorite Andre 3000 song is prototype. And that I feel like people don't vibe with prototypes sometimes. I don't know why I think people are weird about the music video. I vibe with the music video. Andre 3000 is like wearing this white wig and like an all white outfit. And he's got like this group of people in him who are all like, they look the same. And he's basically an alien coming to earth 
and trying to find a love. So like a lot of people are like, Andre, what is this? But I'm telling you right now, I'm with the weirdness. I'm here for it. And Prototype is my number one favorite song by uh, Andre 2000. My second favorite would be, um, let's see, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music. That is all one <laughs> word, <laughs> no spaces. Incredible incredible southern playlistic cadillac funky music and i think it's also just like it makes me think of when i was growing up too um my dad would just play all of this music and we had he had a um a cadillac and it was a baby blue cadillac or a blue cadillac whoa and yeah, blue Cadillac rims, everything like it, this, this, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. I, I, we would roll up to my elementary school, just blaring music at like eight in the morning, you know, <laughs> to drop me off at school and, you know, Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music. Why would you not listen to that in a funky blue Cadillac? I don't know. So yeah. second favorite. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit about me. I like blue Cadillacs and funky music. <laughs> um, and then my last, my third favorite song is also, so uh, Southern Playlist Cadillac Funky Music was Outkast's album. And it was also the title of that song. But on that album, I think that's their greatest album. Um, greatest album. And um crumbling herb <laughs> incredible incredible this song i'm sure you probably can guess what it's about <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know hint, Maybe. Hint. Um, <laughs> hint, hint we're crumbling herb um and i am very 420 friendly i definitely yes is beautiful beautiful life um and the chorus of the song, like, I just think that this is the perfect song to crumble herb too. So if you partake, my friends, I suggest you go listen to the song uh, and, and partake. Um, but it, the chorus is literally, there's only so much time left in this crazy world. I'm just crumbling herb. <laughs> I'm just crumbling herb. <laughs> Uh, niggas killing niggas they don't understand that's the master plan I'm just crumbling herb and you're just sitting there like yeah this shit's crazy wow yeah definitely crumbling herb is prime prime song um outcast has so many I also love Aquemini if I could arrange albums in order probably be uh number one southern playlistic number two aquemini and then number three i can't pick but dead last is the speaker you know the speaker box and the love below album is definitely dead last for me but that's fine um yeah all right <laughs> what about you what's your favorite outcast <laughs> Don't I I, I don't want to hear hey y'all. I, I don't want to just hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> Although I'm like uh, uh, all jokes aside, pretty fucking lit song. Um also I'm cursing so much. I hope that's okay. I'm yeah, really yeah. sorry. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, <laughs> 
but uh yeah hey guys when I finally learned what it meant I was like okay this is lit this is really lit but also it's just a great song in general do you guys have a favorite outcast I was more listening to like just Andre 3000 as just a solo artist recently and I had no idea how many tracks he's been featured on like it's just oh yeah countless artists yeah his features are yeah out of this world out of this world so many good artists he's been with which is like i mean it makes sense because outcast was such a phenomenal duo and are they still together i don't know i'm ignorant uh i don't uh i mean they haven't i don't think so i think like that last album was um they do a lot of like separate work i don't think so but uh i guess i haven't i hope that one day i I, the day that i get another outcast album i'm telling you right now (laughs) they don't they don't even know they don't even know they don't even know but outcast i mean andre 3000 yeah his solo just like the stuff that he does with other people is incredible you got like Frank Ocean, um, Beyonce. Yeah. You got, like, are you kidding me? Party? Or, uh, yeah, that's it. We like to party. Set the scene, 3,000 degrees. I ain't worried about them overcans over there, but they worried about me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, Andre. Yeah. Good. What about you, Kyle? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't listen to Andre 3000 that much till you were like, oh, hey, this is what I'm going to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, wait a second. And then again, party with Beyonce. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then I just kind of just, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole, listened to all of his music, which he's been featured on. I don't have a favorite yet, but. That's, yeah, that's fine. It's honestly, I don't even know how I'm able to pick a favorite because there is like, I mean, when there's genius in the room, there's just mm-hmm. genius in the room. I don't it's, know. Yeah, you kind of just go down a rabbit hole and you're just like, this is just all good. Yeah, yeah, period, this is all good, yeah. I think too, um, it's so funny because I, like I love, I, I listen to Frank Ocean and I like Frank Ocean a lot, but I don't like, <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm going to admit something. I always like, I'll listen to a song and once I'm done hearing it, I'll skip it. So it might be like 20 seconds into the song. And I'm like, that was great. Next song. I'm really bad. I do all the time. <laughs> I'm like, this is, I mean, to the point where like, there's this song that I've listened to that I felt like I knew inside and out. Um, and I've listened to it since I was like, my parents played it all the time. It's an older song. And I, my dad played it one time um, when, you know, we're in quarantine and when we cook, we put on the old schools and uh, <laughs> I had never, uh, it had occurred to me, I'd never heard the ending of the song. I had never heard the ending, but I didn't realize that the ending is like three minutes long. Like there's a whole other, like basically a whole other song to this song that I've never heard mm-hmm. before. And that happens a lot. And that actually happened to me when I listened to, uh, cause I, I don't, I didn't really like, like I like Frank Ocean, like I said, but that collaboration with Andre 3000, I don't think I had ever listened long enough to hear Andre's verse. I think I listened to it the first time with like, I think me and Ruby talked about it um, and listened to it one time. Cause we were talking about 
Andrea's Miss Jackson being about Erica Badu and me being like, what, what? <laughs> but um, that feature is like, and I was watching this or listening to this podcast called Dissect um, where they, uh, this guy, Cole Kushner, just um, dissects all of these really, really uh, big hip hop albums and just dissects each and every song. And just to hear about Andre's like, like how he collaborated and what task he was given. Cause you know, when you collaborate with someone and it's their song, this is Frank Ocean's song. Lyrically, you want to contribute something that's gonna line up to what's already in the song, right? Like, um, and you know, he's talking about this specific thing and now Andre 3000 comes in and he's like, okay, I want you to just tell a story. Just give me a, a story. That's it. Just give me a through story. And he does exactly that in, but like Andre's the type of guy that you could listen from the first beat to the last all the way through and be engaged the whole time. That kind of story you tell where you're like, all, all his task was, was to write a story about like, you know, love or whatever. And he's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And when you listen to it, you're like, it's great. I love that. I love that. Um, oh gosh, yeah. Did, do you know if he did the story in like one take? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, gosh, they said, they said how long it took and I can't remember. Um, but I think it was like, like, I don't think he freestyled it off the dome, but I think he like sat down, just painted a picture pretty much of like, listen to Frank painted a picture. And then like, it was like within a short amount of time that he wrote that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's wild though. Oh man. Like, with like, and it's not even, because, you know, you can write a song and it not be a story. Like you can write a song in my eyes. I, this is my own humble opinion, but um, you can write a story and it just be, or a song and it just be a cool song, you know? Like, I don't think Pitbull or like Lil John and the Eastside Boys were trying to tell a story, you know, when they were like, writing some of their music. They're just trying to have a good time, which is, valid love it but when you have someone like like who's taking you it's truly an art to like there's a uh beginning there's a thesis there's a climactic point there's like this in here there's like all of these turns and stuff within it and you're like along for that ride it's really lit really lit Wow, I've never said that out loud. You can write a song and it not be a story. Yeah. 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 I think that's I'm sure that's probably like common. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. I think too, um, gosh, I mean, let me find. I did read that one. Um But where is, let's see, there's one that I really, really, um, 
Oh, so also <laughs> Outcast is a Quemini album. Like they have the art of storytelling one and two is one of the songs on there. So you know that these guys are storytellers. Like this is how they identify. That's how I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a storyteller. <laughs> I think that's in my nature. But Spotty Adi Dopalicious. If you've not heard this song, please go listen to it. Spotty Adi Dopalicious. Someone samples it, I'm pretty sure. But it's like that, uh, I feel like Beyonce, right? Samples it. Something. Um, yeah. Sounds familiar. I can't put my, f- you're probably right. That's yeah, I wonder, I'm, LMAO, me going on, also, why did I, okay, uh, me going on who sampled. <laughs> um, that's, that's my go-to for everything. I love going on who sampled. But also, Lauren Hill and Outkast have been, um, what's it called, sampled so many times. Like, stuff that you, yeah. I was looking on TikTok the other day and I saw someone post this thing um, saying that, um, who was it? Oh yeah, that Kanye West, uh, like, oh, who's this girl, Lauren Hill, who like uh, took Kanye West's song? And I was like, put some respect on her name, first of all. Kanye who, like, I, I like Kanye, but... Uh, uh, it is the other way around. <laughs> All Falls Down by Kanye West is a Lauren Hill sample, <laughs> um, which is, I think that's Mystery of, um, and they, yeah, is uh, the sample for that, which is incredible. I find it or really even like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. The, the Drake sample, where it was like, people always use the, um, it's the uh, X Factor. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Drake is so lit. And I'm like, Drake? Who? What? No, this is not Drake. Um, yes. In Beyonce's All Night and in her song Flawless with Nicki Minaj, she samples Spotty Addy Dopalicious mm. by Andre yes. 3000. Um, that's some that's some energy right there yeah what I find really funny is that especially the Gen Z uh generation immediately assumes that the person who came out with the song like stole it or is like who is this person like they half of them don't even know like old school like artists and it just drives me up a wall of fury. I'm sure you feel the same. (laughs) I immediately, like, whenever I hear something and then I hear someone else did it, um, I don't, like, I won't even know, like, which one came first sometimes. I'm like, who sampled? I'm going, I gotta see, let me check the dates on this. I'm checking timestamps. I gotta know which one came first. Uh, But yeah, some people are like, nah, nah, they stole that. And I'm like, What? What? What do you mean? Um, it's interesting. I oh man, to be sampled. I want to be sampled so bad. I that is like, if if someone sampled one of my songs, it would be a gift. <laughs> it would be a gift. I think my life. I would feel so complete. I would feel so cool. 
if someone was like, this song is dope enough for me to sample and then make another song because I feel like it's like that, like, this is the vibe I'm going for. I'm like. Me? <laughs> I'm worthy. I'm worthy of a sample? What? <laughs> what? Because I feel like there's storytelling, like there's so many ways that you can tell a story that are not lyrical. I, I like to focus on lyrics because I feel like words are so sacred. I feel like my words are very sacred to me and I'm very, very protective over my thoughts and my words. But sampling, like you can use that as a form of storytelling. I feel like when you can take a song and that song has a specific meaning, a specific, like, some people just use them, like, whatever, which is fine. Again, super cool. But there's, like, some songs where they've taken a sample and they've picked this song specifically because of its culture or, like, the history of the song or whatever it is. And then they've fed off of that and made it even more so, like, a story for them to tell, um, like, more like give more like uh Kendrick Lamar did this with I think the artist is called 24 karat gold or maybe that's the album but he used this specific album that's talking about like um oh gosh let me I have it like pulled up and he used it on one of his albums and he used multiple samples from this album that's talking about uh being um yeah it's called 24 um carat black and the album is ghetto misfortune's wealth and they have songs like brown baggin poverty's paradise ghetto misfortune's wealth food stamps um and this album was released in 73 and kendrick took it and used it for his album so that he can continue talking about that kind of history and that content. And you're like, wow, that's incredible to like keep that history alive and know that like you got this from here. And it was, you felt vulnerable to talk about these issues in your songs and like the black experience and um, being born into poverty and like having to work and uh, for just in different ways uh, <clears throat> all the time. And you took an album that you felt that inspiration from and you were like, this is what drove me to be able to be this vulnerable. So I'm going to use this to tell my story. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's like a, a way of saying, it's like, hey, we're not done talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. We're not done. This <laughs> we're is like, we're not putting this topic to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I have more I want to say on the topic. <laughs> Me next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's incredible. I can, I'm trying to think of other artists who have done that too, but um, yeah, to be able to take that. I mean, Con, I, Kanye did that with Lauren Hills when he's talking about all falls down. Like she was really talking about um, just everything just, it's just gotta go like this whole her whole unplugged album was so vulnerable and it has been sampled so many times that specific album because she was talking about you know I need to find peace of mind he says I'm impossible but I know it's possible um I need to 
dry myself out and it's all going to fall down and everything's okay. And like the sweet cracks in her voice were so real. Like all of the stuff she's talking about is heart wrenching, right? Heartbreaking. And then someone else is like, I'm, I feel that and I want to expand <laughs> the conversation ain't done. Just like you said, Kyle is not done. I got to expand. And then you get all falls down by Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think being able, like kind of what you guys have been talking about, like sampling and like continuing that conversation. I think it's um, not that it hasn't been happening, but I think people are really trying to get that shit out there in the world and being like, just because we started having this conversation with everybody today doesn't mean this conversation hasn't happened 10, yeah. 20, 30 years. Like it's been, it's been happening. You just have to open your deaf ears to the conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I, I, cause I know a lot of people have different opinions on sampling. Like, um, a lot of I've I've met a lot of people who I who say things like um, I don't like sampling because there's no original ideas or you know you're taking someone else's idea. When I mean I guess it could be seen that way. I don't really see it that way though. In terms of like I see exactly like it's expanding on those stories and continuing the storytelling. Like when you're a storyteller, you're not just telling stories that are original ideas that you came up with on that spot. You're telling stories from generations and generations and generations to keep those things alive, you know, to keep those things in people's ears so that they know all that's back then and all what's to come and all, all you know, inserting your original ideas. And I think sampling is the same thing is like, I want to revive and keep this music alive because it was an inspiration to me and it was a part of my story and my story is going to expand off of these, uh, off of this, you know? Now, symbols aren't always used that way, like in terms of like, it doesn't have to be used as a story, but I think like in itself, when you use a sample, you're expanding on, you know, something that has already happened or like this historical thing that's and I think that's lit like blending times together to be able to like show where we've come and where we're going <clears throat> yeah it doesn't even have to like necessarily talk about the same content like when you take a song and you take an older song and it's like about love and then you write a party song over the top of it like you're just showing like how like you know over time where we've grown and what we're doing now. Like, it's just like timestamps on where we're at in our lives. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I like, it's I like cool that too. thought process. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now, I think. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, you can, sorry. <laughs> well, I just had like a quick question. Cause I, I think I need the answer and I'm sure like other listeners might also want the answer. There's kind of like a rule for sampling too, where like only a certain amount can be used before, you know, certain people have to be included in like royalties. I know it's kind of getting into like a nitty gritty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, do you know yeah. off the top of your head, like what, artists are required to do for sampling and 
compensation and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure like, I know when you release music in general, like if you're going through something like I, I've always went through a uh, distro kid, but you have to like, you know, put like uh disclose the you know what song or like what you're using and things like that um it's such an interesting thing yeah because sampling is hard in that in in that regard because you have to uh be mindful of the fact that you are using someone else's content and how like I don't necessarily know how you would get that permission but it's the same as like doing covers like it's interesting to me as like someone's like I don't think it's a good idea to sample but like sings covers all the time and you're like it's kind of like you're still using someone else's content um but I guess the thing that's different is usually in samples people don't disclose like when you you say like I'm doing a cover of a song this is blank blank by this artist Mm -hmm. and when you're sampling no one gives that information up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I don't, I, I wouldn't know as much. I know, cause I'm sure there's people who like when you're, you know, disclosing all of that kind of stuff who just choose not to. Um, but like you can find it on who's sampled to know it's sampled. But yeah, how does that artist get like the confidence? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I not thought about Yeah. It, yeah, it's like a, I, I remember talking about, I think we talked about it like very yeah, briefly talked- in songwriting class when we were in that yeah. together, but I don't remember like exactly what the rule is and I don't exactly remember, um, I I assume because I, I'm not a cynical person, I just want to put that before I say this, like, I assume the only way the person would want to get compensation is if they, like, filed a claim or something like that, being like, this is, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's kind of, like, it's not, like, the greatest, but, you know, like, it is what it is sometimes, um, but I, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's a very short amount of time, though, I think it's, like, a three second to, like, five second that like you don't have to do anything about it which is kind of interesting yeah especially when you bring up covers where it's like you can do the whole song and there's songs you yeah you can do the whole song you can even do the whole song and release it on because there's like albums where people are just doing covers you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah yeah it's it's interesting and I think like I wonder because I I always feel like I, yeah, my memory always is very spotty, but I wonder if like, um, it's the rule is three to five seconds because of breakbeats. Mm. Um, like, I wonder if it's that time length specifically because of like the history of DJing and breakbeats, not DJing, well, like, you know, like scratching. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause like you have, um, you know, when that started to become popular, like all breakbeats were, were, um, and like the, you know, when they're like scratching, it's like just three to five seconds on that loop. Right. And they're just going back and forth from it. The breakbeats are just taking old songs and like warping them, um, to keep them going. And, yeah, I wonder if breakbeats has anything to do with 
the time constraint like like they're allowing like people like break beats and they like DJs so they're allowing like that three to five seconds because otherwise like how like what would you do as a D like what would you do not as a I guess I'm talking I'm more so referring to like old school um like specifically scratching but like how would you how would you make like content as a DJ without the use of samples? Not yeah. like, yeah. 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 Like, cause would you have to make your own, like specifically your own content and scratch between your own or would, you know, like, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Music laws are so confusing. you're like what I don't know yeah yeah and I I just don't look into them enough I just sit and think all the time I should probably just sit down and google this stuff (laughs) (laughs) like there we have access to all of these things to look up and I literally choose to just sit and wonder so I wonder anyways yeah I really do wonder though if that has anything to do like or or like when um there like because I'm sure breakbeats were the reason why there's like laws or like rules against how much of a sample you can use but I wonder like if the time limit is because we like breakbeats <laughs> I'm sure there's some correlation there. It can't be like such a coincidence for it to, you know, fit so perfectly. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's also so funny to me because, you know, you can get into that conversation of like, what are original ideas? Like what, like, do you have original, original song ideas that are not influenced at all by any other artists? Like, yeah. (laughs) Come on. No. No. (laughs) There's like, yeah. Cause everything's always going to have some sort of influence. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting. Um, how we put rules on all these things but yeah possession is like it, it, people want like that ownership which is rightful like when you write a song mm-hmm. of course that's your baby that's your that's your thing yes yeah, your your vulnerable your thing you know mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't want other people using it of course but like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure it also has a lot to do with like I, I, I'm not a top 40 artist. I'm not like, I imagine if you're like making the hits all the time that you would be kind of pissed that someone sampled. But at the same time, I could totally see it from your perspective being like, I would be so flattered if someone took. I would be so fucking flattered. Yeah. Like they, first off, thank you for listening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you see that too, you're like, like, uh, for when you think about party, you're like, Beyonce listened to Andre through that, or not party, that was when he was uh, featured. But when you think of Spotty Adi Delicious and uh, All Night, you're like, like, I don't know if this, I'm because, I mean, I guess it would be different. Andre 3000 is incredible and we love, you know, but, and he's a big name. But 
I still think like me being as big as Andre 3000, if Beyonce sampled my shit, I'm going to be like, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I'm just having a great time. You listened to my stuff and you were like, this is so hot. I, I just, can I, I, I want to sample it, you know? I'm like, damn, yes, yes, of course. And one of the, yeah, and like in the eyes of the songwriter, it's like, is this still the song I wrote if I didn't sample it? Yeah. You're like, this inspired me so much to sample it. This, if I can't have that in there, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that brings up such a good thing too of like, um, how does like, when an artist, when someone samples an artist's song and the contents of the song is different, I wonder how the artist like looks at that. Like, like when you're thinking, uh, like if I wrote a really fucking sad, sad, I'm a cry song and then someone sampled it and was like, you know, um, fuck yourself is the whole chorus you know and you're like <laughs> oh, okay that's what you got from that cool all right right <laughs> you know like they just like write something that's like like that you don't that you're like oh okay this is totally different than when I than what I was thinking when I wrote my song mm-hmm. so yeah we on to like it's not the same song <laughs> it's not the same song yeah. Oh, we should have a whole a thought, yeah. another podcast <laughs> about like sampling and all of that. Sampling. Yeah. I love sampling. Yeah. I would, I love that so much. Literally. Yeah. Sometimes I sit in my room. Um, yeah. I, cause I'll hear something and I'm like, that sounds so similar to this. Uh, but the day that I learned about who sampled Oh yeah, it was over. I like literally to this because even songs that you don't think have samples in them have samples in them. Like have references to things. Have like when you look at who sampled, like uh, it's so so wild. Uh, so much of the content that is produced right now is like is derived from these samples, these different things mm-hmm. because what are we, when we're thinking of melodies, when we're thinking of, we have something playing in our head, right? What is that that's playing in our head? Is it influenced by stuff that we're listening to? Probably. So you're probably hearing a chord progression that like is from a different song or a song that you like, and that's what you're writing to. And it doesn't have to, like, it doesn't have to relate to that, but um, to that song or the lyrics in that song or anything like that but it was an inspiration from that and so how far like like how uh, yeah inspiration versus like direct sampling mm. Mm. that's good conversation yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a good conversation yeah because yeah. it's like write a melody listen to a song and you go oh I just I completely sold that melody oops yeah yeah and there's like even little things where it's like I didn't directly sample this song um but now I'm like uh what's it called um but I have like maybe a word or 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 like a phrase that's similar sounds the same or something like what is really considered like what are the basis of sampling versus heavily inspired yeah 
and that inspired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll have to have you back well, on so we can talk we'll about We'll definitely it have to have you back on about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was, yeah, I just, that was talk. Yeah. Well, Peyton, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. We loved having you. It's been a treat. Yes. That was so much fun. I love talking to you guys. I miss you so much. Oh, I, we miss you. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, as always, check out Peyton's social media, and um, we will put all of her uh, things in the description and check her out. She is an incredible artist. Like we said, if you haven't listened incredible. to the first podcast um, with her, check that out too. We'll put that in the bio. Um, like, subscribe, rate us, do all the things in all of the spots. Um, Become a Patreon. Yes. yes. Become a patron on Patreon. Yes. Please. We love your support. Um, and um, this is kind of wrapping up uh, February and um, Black History Month. But I just want to, like, put a reminder out there to, like, pay your artists, expand your yes. listening, and um, mm -hmm. really get rid of that unconscious bias and open your ears and um, your mind to more of their stories. Tell some stories. Listen yeah. to some stories. Listen. Listen to your parent or like, not even your parents, literally anybody. Listen to something and tell your own and tell some stories this month. Yeah. This month. Uh, thanks so much for listening uh, to Pitch and Tonic's podcast, Music Ideas. You can sip with a drink. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.